Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the epistle reading from 1 Peter. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, the new normal is not new. Now, I know it's an expression we have been throwing around the last couple of years, but uh, the new normal is actually as old as the resurrection of Jesus from, from, from the, the, the dead. Alleluia, Christ is risen. When Jesus walked out of the grave, the new normal emerged with him. Jesus says so. He spills the beans on the new normal and what the new normal is with the Marys that first Easter morning. Matthew 28, 10. Don't be afraid. Go, go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. What's the new normal? Easy to miss. Did you catch it? What's the new normal? What does Jesus call Petey and Pals? My, my brothers. My brothers. The greatest weekend ever has swung wide open. The door to the Father's home forever, welcoming us not as slaves, but as sons and daughters. The mere fact I can look out to you beautiful people right now and say, my brothers, my sisters, is the new normal. See, by calling God Father, we actually acknowledge the new normal as his son, his daughter. Yeah, every single time we, we pray and praise and give thanks to our Father who art in heaven, we are living, we are living the new normal. It's in baptism that the new normal becomes a reality for you and for me. See, baptism is no symbolic act. Baptism is a saving act. Petey actually uh, pens this a couple chapters later in his first epistle. In 1 Peter 3, he writes, Baptism now, 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 saves you. The now occurred for you and for me when that water splashed our heads along with the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Before the water could even dry from our heads, we could cry out, Abba, Father. We could call God Father. Our eyes open to a whole new reality, a whole new existence, a whole new status, a whole new identity as members of his family, his household. Who am I? Who am I? This guy right here. Uh, well, husband uh, to Ruth. Hi, Ruth. Hi, lovely lady. Hi. Uh, son to uh, Tom and Barb. Oh, hi, Mom and Dad. Oh, 
Oh, only dad today? Oh, oh boy. Ooh. Oh boy. Hi, dad. <laughs> no, people, people know mom's not here. There we go. Uh, pastor here at GLC, resident of Auburn, uh, fan of the uh, Wolverines. Please love me. Yes, I did choose a sign right there. None of that, though, lasts. None of that will actually survive J-Day, Judgment Day. None of that is my deepest, most defining, enduring identity. Who am I? God's own child, I gladly say it. I am baptized into Christ. Who am I? God's child. That's your deepest, most defining, enduring identity also. What a joy to know that we have been gifted at the font with an identity that will stick to us through thick and thin, come hell or high water, stick with us through life, onward and upward into the resurrection and life everlasting. It's an identity that will stick with us all the way to our own Easter morning resurrection. So let's not, you know, take this uh, new normal for granted. Petey actually warns us not to live as God's children in name only. 1 Peter 1.17 And if you call on him as Father, who judges impartially, according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. Who we are determines, directs, and drives what we do. You already know this. The baker bakes. The painter paints. The governor governs. The manager manages. Children of God live and move and have their being as God's children. And not only do we use our lips to say, I'm God's child, but we also use our lives to say the same. I'm God's child. I mean, actions speak louder than words, right? That's all PD is getting at here. As we uh, sing in that really uh, delightful Lutheran hymn, Salvation Unto Us Has Come, works serve our neighbor and supply the proof that faith is, 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 is living. Now, don't mishear Petey and Aaron, okay? Works don't save. This guy's not up here saying, well, try harder, be better, do more. That's just, you know, spinning your wheels. It's never going to be enough. Faith alone saves. And not just any faith. Every single human being on this uh, third rock from the sun has faith in something or someone for their help and hope. Our faith is in God as Father and in Jesus as Big Brother, Savior, Redeemer, right? 
But this saving faith never flies solo. Where there is faith, there's also love. Love, 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 love. So as we walk this road home to the Father, we walk with fear. Not fear of punishment, but fear of disappointing this Father in heaven who is so delighted in you and me. Who is so tickled pink that you and I are now his. We walk this road home seeking to love every individual that we run into. Why? 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 Because this pleases our Father in heaven. And we want to please him because we are so overwhelmed by his love that has no strings attached. Love that really expects nothing in return. Love that has gone the distance. Love that paid the ultimate price so that the Father can look at you and look at me and say, Mine. You are mine. That's right. The new normal ain't cheap. Not cheap at all. The new normal cost the Lamb's blood at Calvary which ransomed us from the futility of the old captivity for this whole new life in God's family, the Jesus family. Do you know how much you're worth to God? Each of us has a price tag on our head. On our heads. P.D. tells us in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, Knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Ransomed. We have been ransomed from the old captivity in the Adams family where we were just uh, doing stuff that was uh, nothing but futility. Worthless. Waste of time, not pleasing to the Father, not good, not good at all. You, uh, you know what's a biggie deal in the, in the Adams family. We all know the questions that are being asked in the Adams family. Questions like, you know, how can I make a buck off of this guy? What can I get? out of this gal. What do I have to do so that one day I can stand up with my chest stuck out proud saying, I've made it. I've arrived. What's the quickest route to fame and fortune? Why does that guy have so much? He doesn't deserve it. What a big jerk. When will this or that pay off, pay out? The Adams family values are out there in the open. You see them, I see them. <coughs> Greed and love of money, jealousy and envy, backbiting and backstabbing, rivalry and revenge, one-upmanship and the race to the top. Cold shoulders and bad, hot 
tempers, and, you know, self-promotion and self-congratulation. That is not us anymore. We have been, 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 been ransomed. Ransomed. Purchased with a price. Not cheap. No bargain basement deal stuff going on here. Not all the moolah in the world could pull off this deal. Close this deal. Jesus the Christ made and paid, well, the ultimate buyback price for you and for me. Namely, the precious God given at Golgotha on Good Friday. Now, PD wants us to understand this was no luck or chance. This was planned before the foundation of the world, so he writes, He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. You! You! Who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Before Genesis 1-1, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit had this meeting of love where they determined to manifest their love in the shedding of bleeding love. Not any blood, but the blood of Jesus. And not just the drop either, even though a drop of his blood weigh enough to wipe out the sin of the Adams family, to cover and cancel all of your sins and mine, Jesus, uh, he wanted to make sure that we really got it. That we understood how much we're worth to him. And so he poured out all, all, all of his blood so that we can really see how valuable we really are to him. Now the image here in our epistle reading is that of the Passover lambs in Egypt at the Exodus. Lamb's blood spilled so that the uh, firstborn sons could be spared. This was God's buyback plan for his people in Egypt. Purchased with lamb's blood, the people purchased with lamb's blood from their Egyptian captivity. We, we are blood bought. Not with uh, lamb's blood, but with uh, the lamb's blood. The lamb, the lamb, one perfect final offering, the lamb. But the Lamb, let earth join heaven, his praise to sing. Yes! Let's join the praise singers and the thanksgivers. No longer are we held captive by the old, dying, and decaying world. No longer are we, you know, living the, the old ways and values of the Adams family. No longer 
Are the old lords reigning and ruling over us? Lord sin, Lord death, Lord da 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 devil. We got a new Lord now, don't we? The Lord God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We got a whole new family now, don't we? The Jesus family, God's family. And we have a whole new world coming. That's bringing with it a whole new way of living. The way of love. The life of love. And this life of love will overtake the old world one day on the last day. Hey, let's like practice for this new world now. Let's like, you know, live into this new world today. We can. We do. We do. See, the new normal here at GLC is a new morality that loves unconditionally. See, Petey spells out the new normal for us this morning. It's spelled, it's pretty simple, four, four, four letters, L-O-V-E, love. Love. 1 Peter 1, 22. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Obedience to the truth. That's living life hearing and believing what God shelled out to have you. To have me. He paid the same price for all of us, by the way. No one here is worth more than another. What do you love? What do I love? We can easily uh, see what a person loves by uh, checking out their uh, their, uh, checkbook or uh, their, uh, their credit card statement. What if you could see God's checkbook? What would you find? You would find a check for every single human being from the first Adam to the last man standing. And there would be a check that's yours. You'd find your name on a check, my son's blood in the amount line, on the memo line, your name. I'd find a check too, with my name on it. We are bought and paid for, dear friends. The blood of Jesus has done it, has gotten the ransom job done. The blood that flowed from Jesus' wounds on the Friday we call good. The blood that fills the font. The blood that touches our lips here in the sacrament of the altar. The blood that has opened the heart of the Father to you and to me. The very blood that speaks the bestest word in the cosmos from the Father. A word that goes like this. You're mine. You're my beloved child. I'm so pleased with you. I can't be happier. I'm so delighted. I will love you with an everlasting love. And you know the saying, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You're my, you're my kiddo, so go. Go in love as I have loved you. We can. We do. Because the blood of Jesus has set us free. Four. 
good use. For the very purpose for which we were created and cleansed and consecrated, namely, to reflect the Father's heart. To mirror, to image this Lord of love. Love that expects nothing in return. Love with no strings attached. Love that's slow to speak, quick to listen. Love that is patient, self-controlled, seeing the best in every human being. Love that seeks peace, not war. Love that covers a multitude of sins. Love that encourages and builds up rather than tear down. Love that explains everything in the kindest way. Love that sits with those who sit in that chair of despair. Love that comforts those who are sorrowful. Love that plays no faves. Love that loves the least and the last and the lowly, the unlovable. Uh, this is not easy, by the way. We can't actually do this on our own. <laughs> we can't actually do this on our own. I mean, the, uh, the old sinful, selfish values, ways of the Adams family, they die very, very, very hard. Thankfully, to give us help in living the new normal, we are given the word, the word, such an imperishable seed. See, we have all the strength, all the power, all the vigor, all the steadfastness, all the endurance that we need to live the new normal, to live this life of love in the Word. Petey says so. He does. 1 Peter 1, 23-25 Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding Word of God, for all flesh is like grass, and all its glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls. But the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Flesh is frail, and does fail. Grass clippings, that's what the prophet Isaiah calls flesh. Grass clippings, can't, you can't depend on it. Money. Fortune, muscle, fame, that stuff, not dependable. Here today, gone tomorrow. Tomorrow. Not the word, though. The word endures how long? How long? How long? Forever. The word of the Lord endures forever. The word is a seed, an imperishable seed, that contains all the, the power we need. Contains boundless power. And this word is cast, sown, into your heart, into my heart, over and over and over again. Sprouting and producing abundant fruit, a bumper crop, no matter the season of life you're in, now. We can count on it. This word. Because the word doesn't change. But we do. Uh, we have changed. Behold! The new normal. We are sons and daughters 
of the Most High God who has welcomed us, loved us, honored us. Yeah, he has welcomed us. God the Father welcomes us as his family in the watery word at the font. God the Father, he, uh, he says, I love you, kiddo, with every single sermon. God the Father honors us as his children with the best seats possible for the Lamb's high feast. Because God the Father welcomes us, loves us, honors us, we are captivated and compelled to, to welcome and love and honor every person we meet on the journey home. And who knows? Who knows who will be so mesmerized by the Father's love, shining through you and through me, that they just can't help but, you know, take along. Watch strangers become family. It's happening. The word, the word will do it. It's happening right now. Everyone here, not a stranger, but, but family. God's family. A family of love. This is the only family that truly lasts forever. This family, God's family, is the new normal. And on the last day, this family is just going to be normal. The only family there is. So let's practice, let's, let's live the new normal here at GLC by, by loving with the very love that the Father shares freely and fully with this. His restored, rescued Ransomed, redeemed family. GLC, welcome to the new normal. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs>